This podcast is sponsored by Vinted, one of the leading online marketplaces for selling and buying secondhand fashion and lifestyle items. Sell without fees and browse quality pieces at great prices. And it's official. According to Vinted's first climate change impact report, buying secondhand on Vinted is a better choice for the climate than buying new. So join more than 8 million UK members who share a passion for secondhand style and thrift fashion. And check out Vinted now on Android, iOS and Vinted.co.uk. And thank you so much, Vinted, for being a wonderful partner for this series of This Old Thing. My guest this week is portrait photographer, director and food writer Mary McCartney. Mary is an ambassador for Meat Free Monday, and she co-founded it as well, and Green Monday in Asia to encourage more people to have meat-free dishes. She has two cookbooks, with a third coming out this autumn with Tashen. And she has three series of a cooking show, Mary McCartney Serves It Up, on Discovery, which was nominated for a Daytime Emmy. Her debut documentary, If These Wolves Could Sing, the 90-year history of Abbey Road, streaming on Disney and nominated for a Critics' Choice Award. And recent photographic exhibitions have been at Chateau Lacoste, Moments of Affection, and the latest at Sotheby's in London, Can We Have a Moment? Three decades of photographs taken in Britain. Mary, quite a resume there. Uh, Mary, (laughs) thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, This Old Thing. Hi, Mary. Hello, my darling. Mary, generally speaking, what is your relationship to clothes? My relationship to clothes is I like things very classic. I like things that are not going to feel dated after a short amount of time. So I like to invest in something that will last me a really long time that I won't get bored with. And I love to mix designer with sort of found I like finding clothes I like sort of going through markets and vintage shops and that kind of thing but then mixing obviously my sister Stella is a designer so I love to sort of put her things in so yeah I like classic original whenever I see you you always look very much like you and I know what you mean about the classics you know you might be wearing like a navy cashmere sweater with like a pair of great jeans or great shirt you know I think you've got great style also very handy to have your sister as a designer and a really good designer right so you can get some great clothes but it's interesting as you say like the sweater like a lovely sort of heavy knit sweater and jeans and a pair of trainers or loafers or something I love things because I'm a photographer if I'm directing or anything I'm doing really I like to be able to move around and be comfortable but I like to feel like I look good as well I think for me designer and fashion is really about how it makes me feel so if you if you kind of if I'm going to a photo shoot and I put on an outfit and I'm like oh I don't feel comfortable I don't feel like me in it then I'm gonna have a bit of an off day so it's sort of it needs to be something where I'm like I feel like I I'm not trying too hard it feels comfortable it's got a nice silhouette I feel like me, but I feel like it's interesting. You know, I think fashion's important. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I've just done a book, actually, Mary, exactly about that. You know, it's called Style and Substance. You've said it really succinctly, like very simply, but really perfectly. And I feel the same way of showing up where I look kind of, you might not notice particularly what I'm wearing, but it feels like me. 
and it feels like I've made an effort. And it's so important to get a job done feeling like yourself and feeling like you look good. That's good what you're saying, like you feel like you've made a bit of an effort. So it's like you want to be functional and comfortable, but make a bit of an effort. Because if you go and also wear something that like things when people wear a look that you know exactly where it all came from doesn't interest me so much. I want to look at you and go, is that Stella? Is it Gucci? Is it something you found in the market? Is it your grandma's? Like, is there a little story? I love a little story behind a piece of clothing. Me too. And it's really interesting. I had that the other day with someone who had this amazing T-shirt and it had glitter and it was from Paris and it was her mum's from the 70s. And it was so good. It sort of had to be the original. I loved hearing that it had been her mum's, actually. You know, it wasn't a, a new reproduction of what a great tourist T-shirt would be from back then. You know what I mean? It, the story was perfect. And what would you never wear, do you think? I would never wear fur. I know a lot of people, and I don't judge it, because I know people and friends who would wear it, because it was like, you find it in a vintage. It's already made. I get it. But I just wouldn't personally feel good ever wearing any kind of fur would you hate the idea of having like a dead animal on you that's exactly what I was going to say because I'm vegetarian as well and it's like to me meat isn't food like an animal is a living thing to me or like fur isn't something that's been killed for to, for me to put on so for that reason it's just it wouldn't make me feel good I, I would think I've literally got something that's been killed and skinned on me get it off so that would yes. be something that would really bother me. And the way you say it makes total sense. And actually, I was going to bring up your mother, Linda, who I've always had so much admiration for. Obviously, I never met her, but I've always just thought she seemed like the most wonderful woman, like amazing. She, Well, style aside, she had that kind of great laid back style where you felt like she was just living her life and her style worked within that life that she was choosing to live but also she was so ahead of her time my mum's style is so up your street because when she married my dad I would I like as an adult I would speak to mum and go look you know you wore all these radical things like now is second nature but at the time people were like you know they were expecting somebody that would do the look and like be more of a Bianca Jagger or something like that and mum literally would wear you know, they'd be in Scotland and she'd be like, let's go and find a beautiful like Argyle sweater, you know, get somebody to knit one. And she'd put that with an old pair of jeans and a cowboy boot. Or she would, you know, when they were touring with wings, she'd be like, let's get, you know, she loved vintage dresses, like vintage tea dresses. And then she'd get like a little knit tank top and put that over the top. And then because of her growing up in the 50s in America, she loved those preppy kind of knee high socks and loafers Amazing. so she'd wear like knee-high socks a pair of like penny loafers a little vintage dress and a tank top which at the time everyone was like who is this in? and she'd cut her own hair she was just insanely cool wasn't she and she and it's what you say it's very touching you know that thing of her being just so being herself she didn't care because she was just deeply kind of unsuperficial actually wasn't she well she was an artist yes. and she I remember saying to her like mum it was like really embarrassing because you picked me up from school and you, you know when you're a little kid you want them to be really conformist and, like you had odd socks on and she's like no she loved odd socks and she loved you know things I mean like we were saying before and I think that's why I like it it's these things where you just don't expect it it's like you wouldn't 
be able to go and look she's got that suit on you'd be like where has she got all of these elements and then you piece yeah. it together and it becomes a look which is basically styling right exactly and it's one of the reasons that jane birkin looks so amazing and bianca jagger looks so amazing is because they are people that they wear it with total confidence and authenticity it's their style once you start constructing those elements if you wore odd socks to be kind of wacky or to be you know to get attention it wouldn't work but what was amazing is that it was so part of who it was just her right it just flowed out of her her style her energy and what she did in terms of you know the food and you know like vegetarianism it was just so ahead it was like 40 years ahead of its time right basically which is um remarkable really well I think she did it and I think that why I kind of love what you're doing with this podcast is it's like talking about what you enjoy about clothes and and what you do and how it makes you feel it's not about sort of keeping up with the trend and I think that's what she did it's like literally I was like I haven't met that many people that don't care about what people think about what they're wearing and mum genuinely didn't care God. and then she got all that backlash when she first married your dad because she sort of didn't fit into the mold of how a rock star's wife would look in a way I think it's also she just didn't you know she didn't play the game which yeah. I think and you know they went to Scotland and you know they just sort of became, like lived on a remote farm and you know she was a bit of a hippie and she just liked making it up which I think a lot of people love it. I think it's probably the press that didn't really understand it because you want somebody that's going to play the game a bit more. That's true. And did her style have a really actively sort of big influence on you? I know it did on Stella. Do you think it did on you too as well? It had a huge influence on me because, you know, as a little girl growing up in, you know, I was born in 69. So like a lot of my early memories are me and Stella and she's a couple of years younger than me, like playing in mum's wardrobe. And then it was like mum was in Wings and they were on tour, 75, 76, they were on tour. And so it was like the platform boots is what I really remember. It's like being in her wardrobe and like me and Stella trying on like the knee length electric blue platform boots or they were like a gold pair and like wow. stomping around and sort of that with a little dress. Or, you so know, cool. a lot of satin and embroidery and like beads and things. <laughs> so, and did your dad have a good wardrobe or was it mainly your mum's that you remember being? Dad's is incredible because there are a couple of things that Stella references as inspiration from mum and dad. And she thought it was like mum's shirt, but actually it turned out it was dad's. It's just everyone in the 70s. It was like so skinny and everything was worn so tight. And it's that rock and roll spirit, right, of those things being interchangeable. Yeah, and some of the things that I love are, are memories of, like, when we were on tour with them, we would they'd take us with them. And, like, being in Australia, and I have early memories of them doing these really cool airbrush T-shirts because the Wings logo was very cool. And then they'd met this amazing airbrush artist in Australia. I don't remember the name because I was such a little kid, but I remember like them meeting with this artist and going, we want you to do something with this logo. And, you know, so it all felt very artistic and, and the reason, you know, and, and something that you'd really covet and that would last a long time. And sort of homegrown, like homespun and organic. I wonder where that T-shirt is, Mary. Stella will know the, where those things are. She keeps yeah. track of them. And then you will see references of airbrushed, you know, things in Stella's early knitwear. 
which I love. It sort of carries on. Yeah, lovely. Circularity. But in a way, I'm wondering if that has sort of carried on that collaborativeness. Maybe that's why I love to collaborate within my work, within my photography and stuff. It's very collaborative. So maybe even now in a therapy point of view, talking about it, it's something to do with like being in on those little meetings and them sort of meeting other artists and other talent and bringing people together. I'm sure it is. Yeah, that is so inspiring. And and tell me, the climate crisis, which is, as we record this, kind of burning away in Europe, has the climate crisis affected the way you shop, do you think? And if so, how? What, what have you changed, do you think? It definitely, definitely has in that I don't feel I'm able to just go out and do a shopping spree all around town and buy things. It's sort of like it... It, it luckily it, it really buys into what I like anyway like I like going to like a designer vintage shop and like flicking through things that have already been made or I, I buy things that last a long time and I'll invest in something I'll wear a lot so I don't actually buy a lot of stuff these days and if I do I, I mean, I like it anyway because it's personally more adventurous. I like to wear things that are from a few seasons ago that you refine or keep things and sort of go through and sort of re-sort of style things together from my wardrobe. So it's definitely affected the way I buy in that I often will buy vintage, which is quite fun at the moment because there are a lot of good shops and sites coming up which are collecting vintage and sort of showing them off well. And um, I liked, I won't buy fast fashion things or especially with my kids, like, you know, when I originally, my kids are a bit older now, when they were born, I wouldn't, wouldn't blink an eye of like just going to the high street and buying them like loads of clothes. Whereas now, luckily, they like Depop or they like Vinted or they, you know, it'll be something that will last longer or they can sort of give to someone else. I don't buy anything that you would throw away. I, I would always give it away or swap clothes and do all that kind of stuff but ultimately I'm terrified of the climate thing but ultimately all the stuff I've just said I do I do anyway because I think it's more interesting way to get clothes yeah it's your philosophy yeah you I can't imagine you being a fast fashion I'm the same as you actually I think I do I do it in the same way that you do. I always overthink it anyway. Fast fashion is like for something to be that cheap. It's somebody's, in my mind, it's just common sense that somebody's been ripped off or manipulated along the way. So I just am like, look, if I avoid all that stuff, then I can feel good about what I'm buying and wearing. So generally, that's what I like to do. But it's super hard. And, you know, in that it's getting easier. But, you know, it's it's difficult to live a life. Um, and be perfect like I'm not saying I'm perfect I'm just saying that's definitely what I find more interesting and I love finding things or you know when I was somewhere recently there was just like this little secondhand vintage clothes shop and I go in and you find a couple of dresses like when I got married um, a second time I went to Alfie's Antique Market and they had this I was like, I don't know what wedding dress I want. And it's my second marriage. So I don't want like a big wedding dress. And I went into this little um, vintage clothes store they had in Alfie's. And I found this beautiful satin dress with this beautiful sort of um, floral. It had the uh, hydrangeas on a white sort of a cream white background, but then these big flowers on it. And it was this beautiful sort of 50s design with a little bow and a belt. So there's nothing I ever would have got unless I'd gone across the shop and I'm like, that is the perfect wedding dress. It sounds absolutely gorgeous. 
God, that was meant to be. That sounds like, yeah, if I ever get married, it's just got to be in second hand. <laughs> it's got to be. That dress was waiting for you. It was waiting for me and it just felt yeah. good. And it felt like when you looked inside, you could see sort of hand stitching and it made me think of the woman that made it or the man that made, you know, the person that made it. Gorgeous. It lets you daydream. Yeah, it does. It's so true. And that thing of someone having kind of cared for it and worked on it, it's just so different. But also I love like there are, you know, like Stella is pushing, my sister Stella is pushing innovation and new technology and, and things. And then like Amy Powney at Mother of Pearl is very much, you know, people that are, there's also a real case for new designers and new things it's just what you know people that are really thinking about what they're making and when I feel like they've really considered it then that makes me feel better about buying it I agree and Mary you know you're this fabulous photographer brilliant cook I'm so jealous FYI still can't cook Mary I have a new cookbook coming out soon called Feeding Creativity which has really easy recipes I think even you will enjoy really okay I'm gonna buy it I mean, hats off, Mary. How many cookbooks have you done? This will be my third. It's amazing. It makes me happy, though, because what I'm always doing is, because I've grown up vegetarian, it's about sharing recipes with people that are not vegetarian who want to cook. You know, they want ideas, because I'm lucky I grew up talking about this and thinking about it, but... You know, that the reason I do it is because I love inviting people over and, and then them going, oh, look, if I could eat more like this, then I... I would eat, I'd be more veggie. So then I can just go, here's a bunch of recipes, do it if you want. Where did you learn to cook, Mary? Was it your mum or did you just sort of figure it out yourself? I grew up watching my mum cook and it went on from there. And that was sort of that go to the kitchen and make up things with what you've got, you know, in the fridge or in the larder. And then I learned to bake and do that kind of thing through my step-grandmother, who was like this French-American woman and felt quite austere growing up but then when I was older she would sort of teach me how to make pastry and how to roll pastry and how to you know make certain things and you know taught me one of the best cooking tips was to get an oven thermometer because then you know that it's the right temperature so things bake not too fast or too slow so certain little things that gave me confidence more baking and desserts so between my mom and her that kind of set me on the road and from there, I experiment and I'm just sort of, I'm always thinking about recipe titles or an idea. Like I've got this Caesar salad dressing, which I'm obsessed with at the moment, which I think is better than like a an anchovy one. So things where I'm like, how can I do something that is surprisingly easy, but somebody's going to like, once they try it, they dip one of my croutons in and then they taste it. And I can see their face completely surprised with how good it tastes. When you're cooking and you're going to a shoot, do you kind of find that you wear the same kind of thing? I, mean- I love an all-in-one. I'm obsessed with an all-in-one. I have like a lot of them and they're quite classic. And I, I think they're good because they have quite a nice silhouette. So they're not too figure-hugging, but they give me, they make me feel a good shape. I don't generally wear things that are fluffy and frilly and lots of extra material because it just makes me feel big and broad. So I love things that sort of have a nice cut, a nice silhouette. They're not too figure-hugging. They're not too baggy. So I'm always on the lookout. It just has to fit a certain way. Yeah, completely. I want to know, who do you think is your style pin-up? 
I mean, my mum probably, but we've, we've yes. talked about her extensively. The other person that I love, who's sort of quite a blast from the past, is this woman called Renee Lartigue, who was Lartigue, the photographer's oh. wife. And I used to reference yes. her a lot in photographs. She was just super stylish and wear these huge, beautiful, wide-brimmed hats yes. and beautiful. It was sort of like French Riviera, beautiful jewellery and like layered bangles and yeah, like, you know, cream or white linen or flowy dresses and things. Probably because yeah. I would never wear that stuff. I could, she just looked so stylish. It was 20s. She's a great star reference. Yeah. God, those those photos are incredible. If you Google Renee Lartigue, they'll come up. There are some great pictures of her like eating corn on the cob or, you know, on the Riviera with like a big sort of sun umbrella. And then her she wore these beautiful kind of little sort of fitted tank tops and really sort of like bell bottom well cut trousers, you know, just really so chic. And that Riviera tan. And what do you think you'll be wearing when you're 80? Um, what I'll be wearing? I mean, I don't think it will be too dissimilar. I could still be wearing the same things. I think maybe I'll be wearing more kind of, I'm just thinking about it as we were talking, I was thinking, I think I'll just be, try and be wandering around on a horse all the time when I'm 80. So maybe I'll be wearing some things that are practical yeah. whilst on horseback. So maybe a pair of uh, riding boots with everything else. So good. And it's so stylish. Lucky you, cooking and riding. I'm like, <laughs> Mary, I'm like, and, um, if you could go through anyone's wardrobe throughout history, dead or alive, whose would you look through, do you think? That's such a mean question. What, who would you pick? I mean, Marie Antoinette, maybe Elvis, Queen Elizabeth. Oh, let's pick Elvis. I'm going with Elvis. Elvis would good because imagine his jewellery collection as well. Like he'd have his pinky rings and his, and then his monogrammed shirts with the E and, you know, it'd be so, I'd love to see that. Could I like yes. make a little fantasy thing where I'm like in a world where I've got like walk in through one door and it's Elvis and then I open the next door and I'm in Dolly Parton's and I can be <sighs> in that vibe and then I can just go through all of their stage gear, but then all the yes. things. Yeah, and you know what? I think they're both in Memphis, Tennessee. That's what so I'm thinking. Works. They could yeah. be neighbours and yeah. I could just wander Let's do between. It. <laughs> uh, I quite like making things out of my sister's wardrobe, though. I know that's not very distant history, but she's got a very good wardrobe. I bet she does. One of the things when we were talking about, like, just from an environmental thing, I borrow a lot of clothes, so I'll... Luckily, my sister's a designer, but it's quite funny at the moment because I'll go to a party or an event and people are like, what are you wearing? Like, is that Stella? And I'm like, yes, but I'm like, no, it's actually Stella's. Like, I went in as her sister. I, it's actually hers from her wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Stella. Stella. It's, it's really ah! Stella's. <laughs> it's Stella's, Stella's. Yeah, exactly. What's your favourite style decade, would you say? Mm, maybe 20s. Mm. I think yeah. I like all the sort of variety and the style and it was just felt quite flamboyant. Again, the styles and things that I probably wouldn't wear so I can just sort of romanticise them a bit more. Yeah, exactly. You can see them almost like as a like as a photographic, like a picture. Yeah, because kind of, yeah. visually, you know, for me, visually, you know, I like all the sort of like the Charleston and the dancing and the parties and the opulence. It sort of takes me to holding one of those little sort of champagne, those sort of ever-flowing champagne yes. fountains. And, you know, I think yeah. I'd quite like to go to one of those parties. 
the Roaring Twenties. Yeah. Maybe even in a speakeasy. Yeah, it'd be amazing to go back. I'd kind of want to create fingers. it into, yeah, the style to be in a world that I actually want to go on an adventure or a night out in. I sometimes think that's about the Belly Park in Paris. Yeah. Would have been amazing, the Montmartre in the Belly Park, or being in the court at Versailles, just to be there. And tell me, Mary, which singer do you think has just got great style? I love David Byrne. I probably think is super amazing i mean it's weird because i saw him perform at the royal festival years ago and he was literally head to toe in like a brown outfit which i would say i would hate on paper but then with him dancing and moving and singing i was like this is like really pretty amazing although i mean he probably isn't the most stylish but he he's somebody that when i've seen him perform it's like the the what he's wearing his and how he's performing and the songs he's singing has sort of all come together. It's definitely not the best style, but it's some of it's sort of the yeah. most sort of it's come together the most sort of artistically for me. And I think that's a really good point. Where if you took that outfit off him, it wouldn't necessarily. But he. It, but there's something about David Byrne. He was so stylish. He was such an original. I remember the first video I saw of him on stage with those massive shoulders and it was like I'd never seen anyone move like that before in the way that David Byrne did. It's the way he moves as well. Also, like, Mm. more modern. I've photographed a couple of times Celeste and I love her style. She's like, I've interviewed her as well for my Abbey Road documentary and she's just somebody who has real individual style and she kind of makes her what she's wearing into, like, a complete adventure and... Is very original and she puts everything together. So I'm always like interested to see what she's wearing and it makes me feel like it's a really creative moment. Yeah, I think she's amazingly stylish as well. And kind of, yeah, she's incredible. She wears some pretty out there things, but it's like it's just so, like, you know, you can tell she's really, it's something that's really kind of pleased her or artistically connected with her. So that, Again, it might not be stuff that I would wear myself, but I like it when I'm like, wow, that, you know, what somebody's wearing connects with who they are. That's a lovely way of even defining what style means to you. That thing of a connection to the person that's wearing the clothes and the clothes being that. Yeah. And and Mary, do you please have a style tip? Be practical, buy things that you love and that you can layer up. That's a great style tip. So, you know, you have a beautiful blouse, then you can put on a little cardigan over the top and then you could put a jacket or a blazer over that. Then if it gets too hot or you go inside, you can take a layer or two off. But every layer that you put on or you take off, you still feel stylish and good. Yeah, I mean, it's about, it's not having loads of stuff. It's having some great stuff that you really, really love. Buy things that fit. I gave up a long time ago on that. I'll buy these and I'll lose a few pounds and then I'll be able to fit into it one day. That one, that one never works. Just buy things that fit or buy it a tiny bit bigger and then have it taken in. I'm going to do a few quick fire. So the first one's really, really quite hard. So, you know, kitchen or studio? (sighs) Kitchen. Okay. Hey, that's interesting. Because I yes. love snacking. Just be in the kitchen. We can we can make the kitchen into a studio, though. Babe. Yeah, okay, all right. You're not allowed to make it all day. <laughs> okay, I usually a lot of, a lot of the time when I'm shooting, I'm on location. To be honest, I don't do a ton in the studio, so it's an easy answer for me. I like to be out and about or in a kitchen. Flats or heels? Flats, but heels on a night out. 
I just need to be able to walk around. I hate hobbling around in heels, so it has to be flats. Silk or velvet? I think velvet. Rock and roll or hip hop? Rock and roll. I'm a, you know, rock and roll girl. But again, a hard question because I have it all on my playlist. I, again, I like to mix it all together. Plain white shirt or lace shirt? Plain white shirt. I like classic. Okay, roll neck or V-neck? <sighs> I think a V-neck. Pumps or trainers? Trainers. You know what, Mary? That is it. And you have passed. Quick fire question. Yay! Oh, Mary, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast, This Old Thing. I have loved talking to you. It's always a pleasure to have a moment with you, lovely Bay. 